Hello, everyone. I'm Emerson. And I'm Caroline. Welcome to Totally Unsure in our 20s. We are two very typical girls who are just trying to figure out our 20s, and we're super excited to be recording our first episode of our podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am so excited right now. We're over Zoom currently because we don't live together, but we are just so excited. This is something we've talked about forever, and yeah, we finally just decided to do it. So hope you enjoy it. I'm going to give you a very quick rundown about what this podcast is and what our goals are with it because this is the first episode. So basically, we wanted to create this podcast so that we could have kind of a more open dialogue about what the traditional post-grad lifestyle looks like and why it's okay to question kind of the life that you always thought you wanted, which is something that we have both experienced a lot since graduating college. Totally Unsure in Our 20s will be the breath of fresh air that you need after a long day of work, if you're going through something more seriously, or just on a typical Tuesday when you want something to laugh about and relate to. We're super excited to provide practical tips about juggling different priorities in your 20s and just to connect with other like-minded individuals who are along this journey with us and to learn what it means to be totally unsure in our 20s. Yes, I love that. And that is the most on script we will ever be. <laughs> we like wanted to make this kind of like elevator pitch because we really did want to get what this podcast was going to be out there right off the bat and initially. So that is obviously very formal, but yeah, we just wanted to make sure everyone understood exactly kind of what this was going to look like. And some of you may just be our friends tuning into this to understand what this is about, but some of you might not know us at all. So we did want to take some time and do some personal introductions. So I can start first. I'm going to go all the way back to kind of my childhood and where Emerson and I met, which we will get into later. But Emerson and I basically grew up in the same hometown in New Hampshire. It was a pretty small suburban hometown. And you know, we both went to the same elementary and middle school, but actually for high school, I went to a boarding school in Western Massachusetts, which is definitely pretty different, I would say, than most people. My dad's whole side of the family went to boarding school, so it was always something that I was super interested in. And yeah, I basically just went because I wanted to further my academics and also just try a different experience out. I'm a very independent person and I've always been someone who will kind of just up and leave and move somewhere totally different off the beaten path. So that was my high school experience. And one of my really big passions in high school that I found was long distance running. It was such a therapeutic thing for me. And that has really continued throughout college and into post-grad. Emerson and I stayed in touch all throughout high school. And For college, I actually went to Elon University, which is a small college in North Carolina for my freshman year, and I absolutely hated it. Spoiler (laughs) alert, it was the worst year of my life. Um, Okay, not a bad school, though, just not the right school for you. Yeah, Elon, like, great things to say about the school, but it was just not a great year for me personally, and I actually ended up transferring to the University of Wisconsin-Madison in Wisconsin, and yeah, that was crazy. So my sophomore year, I went to a huge state school with like 50, 60,000 kids and ended up majoring in strategic communications and journalism. So I really wanted to go the marketing path. I honestly hated journalism and uh, just kind of pursued that to build my writing skills. Um, I was in a sorority in college, um, which I really enjoyed. It was a great way for me to meet people as a transfer student. I also met my boyfriend in college, who I'm still with. We've been together for almost two years. Um, 
And yeah, I absolutely loved my college experience after transferring. And right now um, I'm living outside of Detroit and Michigan for the summer. I'm currently in between leases. So figuring out where I'm going to be next year, but I'm working a marketing job and it's fully remote. So I kind of have the whole world in my hands right now to figure out where I want to be next year. But yeah, I also love, I forgot to add this in, but I love Orange Theory and I'm studying right now to become a certified personal trainer to hopefully become an Orange Theory coach. So I kind of have a lot going on, but yeah, I'll pass it to Emerson just so you guys can learn more about her too. No, I love that. And something that's just like so exciting is as Caroline speaking, I'm just thinking of how our lives are so different, but how they're so similar at the same time. And just all the fun episodes that are going to come from like who we are and our experiences and what we're learning. So yeah, loves learning everything I already knew about Carol. (laughs) But just a little bit about me. Um, I guess I'll start with my high school experience. So I went to public school in high school. Um, I was a competitive dancer. So that definitely took up a lot of my time. And it was a big passion of mine. Um, through dance, I actually didn't end up doing it when I went to college, but I definitely gained like the love of movement and moving my body and working out. Um, so I got super into working out in college and that just really became a big part of my life. But speaking of college, um, I went to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, not in Florida. <laughs> this was definitely like a crazy thing for me, especially growing up as a kid. Like I could not do sleepovers. I think I would go to Caroline's house and like call my mom at 3am and Caroline's mom would have to drive me home. Like never adventured out of my own house with such a homebody. So the fact that I went so far away from school, not knowing literally one person at Miami, Ohio was a huge thing for me. And it definitely, you know, had its challenges in the beginning, but ultimately it was just the best decision I ever made. I was absolutely obsessed with my four years there. I was a digital marketing major with a minor in entrepreneurship. Miami has a great entrepreneurship program and it was just the perfect fit for me and what I was interested in. And at Miami, I was in a social sorority. I also was in a business fraternity. Um, The business fraternity was just absolutely amazing. The diversity that was in that group was kind of exactly what I needed. You had the kids that were super professional, but then you also had the kids that like to go out and it was just the pers- like the best mix for me. Um, and then, yeah, now I live in Boston, which was always my vision for post-grad. Um, I work in merchandising in a super corporate environment. Um, I'm in the office four days a week, so a little bit different than Caroline. I'm definitely experiencing that, you know, return to office lifestyle. And I obviously have thoughts and opinions on it, but overall, I really like what I'm doing right now. Um, Didn't expect to go into merchandising, but I I am happy with it for the time being. And yeah, I guess I have a boyfriend. I met him on Hinge. (laughs) (laughs) We had to throw the boyfriends in there so that you guys knew what was going on. (laughs) Caroline's like all cute. Like, I met my boyfriend in college. I'm like, I met mine on Hinge in Boston. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. We thought that through these intros, you guys could see a little bit more about our lives because we are seemingly very similar in terms of how we grew up, our families, um, everything like that. But we have extremely different lives now, I would say. Um, And we're kind of hoping that some of you guys can resonate with some of the things from my experience or some of the things from Emerson's and a mix of all of them. Um, Like Emerson said, we're super excited to 
dive into all of these topics that we are both personally very passionate about that we brought up. And yeah, there's just so many things that we can go into that we're super excited to brainstorm for future episodes. So that was a little bit about us. And Emerson, do you want to tell them a little bit more about how we met? Yeah. So like Caroline kind of mentioned earlier, we're both from New Hampshire. It's so funny growing up in New Hampshire, we were always like, who lives there? <laughs> like no like actually like the fact that like I remember we'd like be on walks and we'd be like isn't it weird that we like live in New Hampshire like who lives such a random Hampshire? state like, like we just most- thought it was so weird <laughs> like it's the most <laughs> random state ever anyways we grew up from a small town in New Hampshire it's actually it was a college town so it wasn't like too too small but it definitely had its seasons where no one was there um and we became friends in our neighborhood, we had a super social neighborhood, which was just the best environment to grow up in as kids. Like we were super fortunate for that. Um, actually, how we met is super funny. And I think it just it just describes our friendship like to a T. So we were riding bikes and I was always a little bit like behind as a kid. <laughs> so I was riding my bike and I still had my training wheels on, which is totally fine. Um, and Caroline like zoomed by me and made fun of me for having training wheels and I was like oh my god that girl like that was so mean but then we just started talking from that and I realized she wasn't mean and it was just like I think she just wanted to talk to me but that's like how we became friends it was so funny she was making fun of me for my training wheels we make fun of that to this day we have so many funny stories that I just like can't wait to hash out here but anyway so yeah we just became best friends through that we went to elementary school together um, our moms were super close. Our families were super close. And we'd always go on like, bike rides and the, around the neighborhood and things like that. Um, so yeah, our childhoods were really, really similar in that aspect up until around like middle school, which Carolyn can get into. Yeah. I just want to say too, it's so funny because that comment I made to Emerson, I swear I'm not a mean person, but like when I'm trying to talk to someone that I don't know, I make the most out of pocket comments <laughs> to like try and introduce myself. So I guess not much has changed, but yeah, super funny story. But yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, I went to a boarding school for high school. Um, and then Emerson kind of like she said, stayed in our school system in our town. Uh, and that was definitely a really big change for both of us, I would say. I was only 13 years old when I went to boarding school, so that was in ninth grade. I'm super young for my grade, so that's why I was so young, but we still stayed in touch. I mean, obviously, I think high school is a challenging time for everyone because you're literally going through puberty. You're trying to like figure out what even you are as a person and a lot of different things, but I'm honestly looking back really surprised. And I think it like we stayed friends in a very mature way for how old we were at that time. My family actually moved out of the neighborhood that we grew up in my freshman year of high school. So right when I went to boarding school. So that was a really big change because I was used to coming home and getting to hang out with Emerson when I was home from school. But then my family moved an hour and a half away. So that was a really big change and honestly made it like pretty hard for us to hang out on a consistent basis, which here comes our whole phone call thing. So because we couldn't hang out all the time, Emerson and I, since we were probably like sophomores in high school, have been doing these phone calls that are hours long, like every single week. We literally will talk on the phone for like an hour, two hours, like we'll go for walks and just completely debrief and catch up on our lives. This continued all the way through college. And 
Um, yeah, if you see me walking down the street on the phone, walking in circles for hours, like mind your business, you know, I'm talking to Emerson. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. So Caroline the other day was with one of her old high school friends and her high school friend lives in Boston and we haven't run into each other yet. We kind of live on different sides of the city. And she was saying to Caroline, she's like, Caroline, I swear I saw Emerson the other day, but like, if I had headphones in, like I'm looking at the floor, like, I don't know what's going on behind me you could come up and take me like that's how like I'm just like not with it but you know I'm talking to someone and it's so funny because you just know like I was probably talking to you and probably just like screaming through my headphones and it's yeah, just we so have very talk all the time we have very heated convert like not heated <laughs> conversations but we get very into what we're saying yeah. um so yeah we have been friends for almost like around 17 years if I did the math correctly um and almost nine like 10 of those years have been like we we like to call each other like long distance best friends where we literally see each other once or twice a year if even that and yeah we talk on the phone so we thought this podcast would be such a fun opportunity for everyone listening to just kind of like get an inside scoop into one of our phone calls and like we want to keep it super casual um so yeah no that's so fun I want to well, now that you know, like, a little bit more about us, I feel like a way to kind of, like, break the ice and just get casual, because obviously this is kind of uncomfortable, like, we're just talking, we're recording ourselves speaking, we've never done something like this before, so just to loosen up, like, the nerves and just have fun, we each came up with three questions that we don't know what the other person's questions are, but we kind of set, you know, some boundaries for them, and we're just going to go back and forth and ask each other the questions. And, you know, we didn't plan what we we're going to say. So this should be interesting. Um, but I'm going to volunteer Caroline to ask me a question first. Okay. So my first question is, what's something you wish you could tell your college self? Oh, my God. That's such a good question. This came to my head right away because I remember the last day of sorority chapter, they had the seniors go around and give, like, the biggest piece of advice. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm about to say. And I think, I feel like we've talked about this before and I don't think we align on this, but I'm a big proponent of this. I am so someone who like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not going to force myself to say yes to anything I don't want to do. And I found myself in college a lot of times saying yes to stuff I necessarily didn't want to do and knew I maybe wouldn't have fun at or knew I'd be, stressed or anxious at and I would just go and I wouldn't have fun because I'd be in the wrong headspace so one of the pieces of advice that I would tell myself that I think I discovered this by senior year and I wish I kind of took it before is the fact that you don't have to say yes to everything in college and I think that's like something a lot of people push on you especially because it's like you know you have those four years and you have to do everything and meet everyone and you know really get that experience but if you're going to be doing something you don't want to do, like, just say no, no one cares as much as you think they care. And, you know, I think there definitely is a time and a place to say yes to things, especially like right when you join a sorority or um, I don't know, just like right, like freshman year meeting friends, like absolutely. But there gets to a point where it's like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. So that was like my, I forget what the question even was. Something well, you I, wish you could tell yourself. Yeah, yeah, I would tell like my junior yourself, my sophomore yourself that you don't have to say yes to everything, especially if you don't want to do it. Um, so that's my biggest piece of advice. I think you might maybe disagree with that, but I'm not sure. 
No, I, no, I totally agree with that. I think I'm really bad at saying no. Like that's something that I am working on so much now in my life because I'm such a people pleaser. So I think that's really cool that you were able to realize that in college and kind of act on it. I'm still, still working on that one, but no, I think that's such a good piece of advice. Yeah. And I remember my brother, he's been like a huge influence in my life. Um, I remember once he told me, I think it was even freshman year. I was like, oh, this girl like wants to go get lunch with me, but like, I don't know. I don't really want to, like, I'm kind of homesick. want to stay home. He goes, so don't go. He goes, who cares? She's not going to care. Just say no. Like, and I was like, whoa, it's like, you can say no to things. So yeah. that was kind of the first realization. He's like, who cares? Just say no. I don't care. And I was like, okay, yeah. Sure. Also on that topic too, something that I've seen recently that I love is you don't have to explain why you're saying no to someone. You can just say, I can't go. Like that's enough of an explanation. And I think my tendency, especially in college, was to overcompensate and give these like paragraphs of explanations as to why I can't go, which is almost like, which is so much worse. Yeah. So yeah, that's such a good, we could do a whole podcast episode on that even, but yeah, yeah. I love that. And just remember like no one cares as much as you think they do. Like, mm-hmm. literally, no one's thinking about it past the second of you saying no. They're like, okay, cool. She can't go. Like, that's it. And you're, like, spiraling about it in your head. So, yeah, that's something <laughs> I learned in college. Um, Cool. I'll ask you first question. What is your favorite memory of us together? Oh, my gosh. That's – honestly, there's so many that come to mind. Um, This is so random, but – I think we were juniors in high school at this point. And when I was in high school, I was obsessed with becoming like an influencer on Instagram specifically. And all my backgrounds and my photos needed to be white. And I was obsessed with Maggie McDonald and her white Instagram feed. And that was (laughs) all that I wanted for mine, which was simply could not be further from my reality. So Emerson, I would force Emerson to come to a little city near us and take all these photos of me and I would like buy these sweaters at these boutiques and buy my venti starbucks and pose in front in front of these white walls and then I would like photoshop and edit the walls to be whiter so that my instagram feed would look good and I just have the funniest memories of us like walking around and forcing her to take pictures of me and eventually she would kind of give into it and we'd have fun but just like walking around this little city and shopping in boutiques and just how ridiculous honestly I was at that time but also like you would poke fun at me and it was just super fun and I don't know we just did not take ourselves that seriously and honestly I envy the fact that I could pose like that and act like that in public at that age because I don't think I could do that now so no that was the stage you know I know like everyone listening it's like we just got our license so (laughs) biggest like we could go and we could do something so what do we do on a Saturday we literally went to this town we'd go shopping to buy an outfit for the picture we'd get Starbucks that we probably didn't drink and then I, I specifically remember like as you were saying that one core memory came to my head and I was always the friend driving in high school like mind you like it was always like I was like, my car was this big mom car. Like I was always the one driving. We were like driving home and Caroline felt like she still hadn't gotten the perfect picture. So we stopped at this sketchy gas station because the wall was like a white brick. And Caroline's like, no, this is perfect. We need to stop. I like crank the car over. We stop in front of this white wall so she can get a freaking Instagram picture. It was I remember we were just like dying. I was like, there's no way we're literally, it was like the sketchy like highway to like, it was so weird. It was yeah, like, I promise I'm not, 
I promise I'm not that high maintenance anymore. Everyone listening to this, I I don't know what was going on with me in that phase, but yeah, that was so fun. And we would just crank the music up in the car, like listening to the 2016 hits, like 2016 oh music, honestly, just is so good. But yeah, that was probably my favorite memory that I have of us. Um, my next question is on a totally different gear for you, but what's one alcohol you can never drink again because of a traumatic experience? This is a really good question. And I think it's hard for me to say because I had a really bad experience with tequila, which I think a lot of people can say. But then like after that, I became a tequila girl. Like now I love tequila. But I think for me, honestly, this was a really bad experience. And it happened like the other weekend. My boyfriend came to visit Boston because he's currently he's currently not living in the city, but he lives here. Long story. He's at home. Anyways, it's actually not a long story, but whatever. He's currently home. So he came into the city to visit and I was so excited. We were going out and we were going to go to Lola 42 in Seaport, which didn't you just go there? Yeah, it was so good. Okay. Yeah, it was, I like, I, anyways, we'll get into it. Don't really remember it because I was drinking these like sugary drinks all night and I just can't with like, like I'll do one Cosmo. And then like, I need to do tequila sodas or vodka sodas because my stomach genuinely cannot handle, like, I don't know if it's the sugar or it was mixing alcohol. Like it just wasn't a good vibe. So I think it's not a specific alcohol, but I just can't do the like sugary drinks because I had like two Cosmos, which already I don't drink a lot. So that was like already enough for me. And then I had this like really sugary blueberry margarita and oh I almost got that wait I think I got that drink when I was there it was so was, good but yeah. yeah no it was it was good but it, it was a lot it was too much and then the waitress comes over with free shots mind you this is supposed to be the most fun night like my brother was literally out with all my friends in Boston waiting for me and my boyfriend to come meet them out and then it got to the point where it's like I wasn't even so drunk I was just so nauseous like my stomach couldn't deal with all the alcohol and the mixing and stuff so it was a really bad night for me and we just had to come home and I actually fell asleep with my makeup on, which is, have not done that since sophomore year of college. So I would say that experience, even though it wasn't one alcohol, it was the mixing and the sugar. It did not sit well with me. Yeah, no, the sugary drinks. I feel like also once you graduate from college, like something just comes over you where you just can't do it anymore. Like I, I can't do that. it. Our <laughs> bodies just completely reject anything like that. So the next day I felt so sick too. And like, mind you, like, let me remind you, I had four drinks. Four yeah, drinks. I was not even that drunk. It's just I couldn't do my stomach and I handle. Um, okay. So if you could have your entire wardrobe be one color, what would it be and why? Caroline's oh. definitely like the fashionista of us too. So that's why I'm asking this. I love this question. And immediate, like immediate answer in my head is black. Uh, black is like the most flattering color I think by far I honestly the only colors I feel like I wear are black and gray and white as I'm sitting here wearing a neon blue shirt this is like this never happens but no I love black I think it can go with anything um yeah it's just so flattering and I don't know I feel like even in the summer black looks good if you're tan obviously in the winter when we're all in our emo depressed eras just kidding um but yeah, I love black clothes. I'm not goth though, like more of like in a black with like some cute jewelry and like a black leather jacket, like, you know. Yeah, like the gold jewelry. Yeah. I feel like even if you did like black, like cute 
work like flowy black pants guys I don't know fashion terminology at all so I have no trousers like probably yeah that's probably yeah and then like a cute black tank like that is just right yeah it's such a good outfit you could wear that in summer like whenever yeah I love that I'm so obsessed as is the entire world right now but with like the Sophia Richie like super classy style um I just love the more simple looks and especially like transitioning post-grad I feel like not wearing stuff that's like super showy and skin tight and like short just like a more classy elevated look but yeah that would be my answer um my next question for you is like what is one tip that you would have for someone who's trying to maintain a long distance friendship or like if you think about one thing that's like kept our friendship alive for this long when we hardly ever see each other what do you think it is that's a really good question I mean I'd say we honestly have treating this relationship this friendship almost like a relationship in the sense of like we're super transparent with each other um so for example like since we don't see each other often and since there's not that constant communication the one thing that's been really important for us and like holding our friendship together are those phone calls and when we do talk we're super intentional with it so it's like we know like I'm not going to call Caroline when I'm sitting on the couch like on my phone scrolling because I know I'm not going to be like 100% with the conversation so something we do is we'll text and be like hey can you call at three Or can you call tomorrow at four? And it does sound like very transactional when I say that, but it's like, it's more so us just like making the time for each other to be able to talk and to be able to like be intentional with our conversations. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, at first kind of, it was kind of like ached me out in a way that we had to plan our phone calls. Like, oh my God, we're best friends. We have to plan when we're going to talk. But I think like the goal of that was just so we could be really, you know, intentional with our conversations and with what we were saying so I'd say that's my biggest thing is just you know make sure when you do have that time to talk and when you do find time to talk which it's not going to be every week it's not going to be every day but like make sure you're both really like in the conversation and not distracted I'd say that's the biggest piece of advice yeah I think that's so true also just like understanding and respecting what the other person needs like not everyone's going to want to sit down and have an hour-long conversation but we found that that's what works best for us so I love that. Yeah. And then I think we both like understand that we're not going to be great at texting. So like, yeah. for example, like I'm just, I'm, I don't want to text and tell you about my entire weekend. Like I'd rather just wait a few days and then get on the phone and tell you about it. So I think making sure like each other understands your communication style is really important um, because we've definitely had times when like one of us would be like, oh my God, I've been texting you and you're not responding. Like what? you know, I'd appreciate it if you responded, but then it's like, sorry, like, you know, I didn't want to explain this whole thing over text. Like, can we just wait until we talk? So just making sure you guys are both on like the same communication style and yeah, just being really intentional with when you talk and making sure you're, you know, both in the conversation. Yeah. I love that. Okay. This is my last question. I don't love it, but I couldn't really think of anything. And it kind of goes along with my answer to the other alcohol question. But have you ever gotten like extremely tipsy at dinner unintentionally? Like whether this is like with your family or like with your boyfriend or your friends and you like, you're like, how did this happen? Like, no, I can't even do anything. Like just like, did not mean to. 
Yeah, I definitely have had it happen to me where I don't mean to, but I feel like my attitude is kind of different than yours in that point where I'm like, well, if I'm here, then I'm making it a night. There's no going back now for me. So like, I'm trying to think of an example. Honestly, like, I feel like when I drink wine at dinner, like if I get like a Pinot Grigio or a Sauvignon Blanc, I'm like two glasses in and I'm embarrassingly tipsy at that point where I'm just honestly my thing when I'm a little tipsy is like I will text everyone on my phone like the most random things I will reply to everyone's Instagram story who I have not spoken to in seven years so I think that's like my go-to it's always when I'm at dinners I don't know what it is honestly super rude to be on my phone but (laughs) yeah that's kind of like my go-to definitely happens to me I feel like especially now that I'm like working and I really only drink on like a Friday night or a Saturday night so by the time Friday comes I'm like my body's tolerance is just very low so by the time that first glass of wine hits it goes straight to the head for better or for worse <laughs> it's like do you remember the first like I remember the first time I ever drank I don't know I was in let's say I was 21 I wasn't I was in high school I had like maybe a sip and I was like oh my god like yeah I, I know but like the fact that that's me now like this is I'm like back to where I was in high school you regressed <laughs> It's so embarrassing. My high, my college self would be not impressed. I'll tell you that. Oh, I know. Same. Um. Well, that was so fun. I'm glad we got to have like something casual things. Yeah. You know, just fun conversation. Yeah, me too. That was fun. So now we're going to transition into our weekly segments. So basically, these are something that we're going to do in every episode. And actually, they will typically be in the beginning of the episode. But for this week, we just really wanted you guys to get to know us before we just start diving into the nitty gritty here. Um, But yeah, our first weekly segment is what's one thing you're doing this week to help your career? I love we chose this because we definitely wanted to keep this podcast like obviously wanted to be fun and really like conversational and um just like you're talking to your friend but we also did want to provide these practical tips and things that we've learned going through like this corporate work environment firsthand so we were super excited when we came up with this question because I think it's so important to share like little progress that you're making Um, so I'll go first. One thing I did this week to help your career. So someone on my team needed to test something before they sent it to another team. So they had, they built out this huge process for something we're doing, um, to help create like our perfect merchandising products or perfect products, perfectly merchandised products. There we go. And they had this whole process and they wanted to make sure it worked. So they asked if one of us would like volunteer to go and do this huge Excel thing. And I am so not a data person. It's like embarrassing. Excel and I do not get along well. I am not great at it, but I know Excel is something that is so important for any career and anyone can benefit by using it, learning its functions and whatnot. So I volunteered to do this task, honestly, not really knowing how, you know, tech heavy it would be. Um, and let's just say it was supposed to take an hour and 20 minutes and I was two and a half hours in and it was 530 on a Thursday, which is the last day in the office. And I genuinely had tears in my eyes. So like it it pushed me so hard to the point where I was like, I'm so stressed. And I just had to go home and resume it on Friday. But it was one of those things where it was like, I knew ultimately like, this is good for me. It's good to be pushed to my limit. It's good to learn things and be confused and like, have to look up things online and try to figure it out, especially when now it's past five o'clock and no one's in the office anymore. And I'm here with tears in my eyes. Like 
but um yeah I think it just I mean ultimately like anything pushing outside your boundaries is going to help you professionally and I think you know it did learn I did learn things from it and um it was a good learning lesson to not you know take on those things no but to to you know functions and formulas in excel so yeah it's one thing I did this week to help is volunteer doing something that I was not so sure that I'd be good at and I learned along the way yeah I love that so much I think that so much of working a corporate job too or I guess any job in general is being willing to be super uncomfortable I think when you're in school you know what to expect you've kind of you've done this before you at least have some general idea like if I fall I can at least ask my TA or my professor but when you're working a job it's a very different sense of independence and so I think it is super hard to be the one to raise your hand and volunteer to do something you don't know you'll be the best at so I love that um one thing I did this week to help my career which is kind of different but my company has a pretty big mentor system and the job that I am in right now, I definitely really like and I am passionate about, but I work for a pretty large company and I think there's a lot of opportunities for growth in other areas. And I kind of got the courage to talk to my boss about getting a mentor in a different area of the company to start to understand what my five-year plan could look like and my 10-year plan and acknowledging that I'm not just glued to what I'm doing right now for the next five years. And I think that was a pretty big step, honestly, for me to take, because like I mentioned before, I'm just such a people pleaser pleaser that I never want to let anyone down or make anyone feel bad. But surprisingly, honestly, not surprisingly, she was super happy and, you know, told me that she wanted me to do that and that she would support me in any way I could. So I think that was a really big step for me. And um, I'm super excited to get connected with the person that will be my mentor. So yeah, I think too, there's like this thing especially going into your first job thinking that you can't be transparent with your manager about like what you really want in your career and obviously I don't think you have to go in on your first development conversation and be like I'm thinking I'm not going to be here in two years like but I think it's always like you especially being at a large company or medium literally any size company it's like you have all the opportunity in the world to either move internally or to like you know build those connections like that's why you're kind of in this big environment is to network and make connections so obviously you know not everyone has a great relationship with your boss but I think that's great that you went to her and you're just like in general expressing interest in other aspects of the company and that could be not even for the idea of like moving internally but just to learn about other you know what other teams are doing and how you can work with them and I think there's just so many benefits to having a mentor elsewhere so good for you I love that um cool and then the next segment is our weekly win so this can be you know work related not work related literally whatever we want so I'll start with my weekly win um so this past weekend I went to New Jersey I flew to New Jersey to surprise my boyfriend his dad had a huge company party and it was funny because we had seen each other the weekend before and we're actually going to see each other this coming weekend for my birthday but I thought it'd be really fun to surprise him. And I was like totally texting his mom about it. And we just decided to buy this flight and go to New Jersey. So guys, the level of like craziness that I went to could also be like a little bit concerning. Um, I, I mean, I like came up with this crazy reason why my location had to be turned off. I told him I was going to a bar on Thursday night and that's why I'd have bad service if like I was in the air and my his text didn't deliver to me. Like I really went above and beyond for the surprise. 
because something about my family and growing up and Caroline knows this is like, we don't take surprises lightly. It's part of our blood. Like if I'm going anywhere, it's going to be a surprise. Like I'm not telling the person. I'm no, this is so true. Like this is do or die with these surprises. It's so funny. Yeah. So I pulled up a very successful surprise on my boyfriend. It was literally 1130 PM. My mom and I like, or not my mom, his mom and I like went into his room. He was passed out asleep, passed out. And I just went and I like said his name and he was like, oh, he like freaked out. He had no idea. He was like, get out of here. Oh my God. It was so funny. The surprise was, it went perfect. So, and it was really funny because earlier in the week, he had texted me when I was at work and he goes, I know you're surprising me this weekend. Oh my God. I, like, I know. And I was like, freaked out and I screenshot and sent his mom and I was like I'm literally gonna start crying at work and she was like oh my god how does he know but then he was just trying to get it out of me and he just assumed I was and then I convinced him I wasn't so oh my gosh ultimately that's so fun yeah well congrats on pulling off the surprise because that has to be so anxiety inducing um (laughs) but no that sounds honestly I don't think I've ever successfully surprised someone so that might be my bucket (laughs) list but that sounds so fun you can surprise me yeah I don't think I could pull that off but we'll we'll see we'll see um so my weekly win is that I have decided that this is going to be my summer of trips and prioritizing seeing different friends in my life from various like points in my life and various places my friends literally live all over the country because I went to boarding school um and just my high school is in the midwest and I'm super excited because I'm planning a trip right now with one of my really good high school friends who I just reconnected with for like the end of the summer. And I'm just super excited that I'm prioritizing that aspect of my life because I feel like that's something that's kind of easy to let sit on the back burner when you don't necessarily see people a lot, a lot or you're like, and when you're working a job, it just becomes very easy to kind of just say that you're not going to be able to do that. But I don't know. I'm excited to try to see different people and just reconnect with old people not old are you people. guys where are you guys thinking of going we talked about Nashville we're trying to like figure out what the details would look like I honestly have not been on a girl's trip in a really long time so I think that would be super fun but yeah it's still super up in the air and I've been back to Boston a few times um in the past few weeks and yeah I'm just excited to see kind of where the summer takes me and be a lot more spontaneous and be okay with like not exactly knowing what my plans will always be so yeah that's so fun I love it I love like that you're rekindling these relationships that you know were so strong in high school but sometimes it's just it's so easy to lose touch with people so yeah honestly girls trips are the best and I that is inspiring me to like reach out to college or high school friends and be like we need to plan something yeah also this is this is me reaching out to you we need to plan something (laughs) okay we'll talk we'll talk offline about that we'll talk offline and report back in a few weeks (laughs) with our plans hold us yeah well that's a good idea yeah we'll have a whole podcast episode about our planning yeah the only thing is Caroline and I are both you know how like if you're planning a trip it's like you have the friends that are going to plan the whole thing and the friends that are going to sit back and be like just Venmo request me we're both the people that are going to like plan the whole thing yeah so <laughs> I could see some clashing happening yeah I could see I could see some uh some some minor tension no I'm just kidding but yeah that'd be fun okay we'll do that cool the next segment is what is something you could have done better or like the flop of the week 
I'll let you start. Okay. So my flop of the week is that I honestly, in, in college, was the most organized person. But I feel like since graduating, I honestly have been a scatterbrain. Um, I feel like I constantly have a million tabs open in my head at all times of like, I have to do these five things for work. I have to call my mom. I have to schedule my dentist appointment. Like just so many different random tasks that I feel like it's very hard for me to ever be present and focus on one thing at a time. So I think something that I could have done better this week is time blocking. Um, and I've already taken some steps to address that. I got my Google calendar synced onto my phone with my Outlook calendar for work. So all my personal stuff is on Google calendar. I'm typically a hardcover planner girly. Um, and this is so funny, but I went to Target and I bought um, like a, just a regular like agenda book so I could start writing everything down. And I bought this in probably March, maybe April. Um, the planner doesn't start until July, but I just bought it and thought, oh, I won't need it until then. So here I am still kind of a wreck, not having what I need. And I refuse to buy another one. So um, Google Calendar it is. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like just working on time blocking and being a lot more intentional with what I'm doing and like not letting screen time get in the way and distract me is something I'm really working on and was definitely a flop for this week and I think a few previous weeks as well. So what about you? No, I love that. Honestly, I am when it comes to like, it's easy because my work is all Google. So yeah. I just have everything in Google Calendar, like I my work. Um calendar and then I have my personal calendar and everything's just on one view which is really really nice so I think definitely like organizing and time blocking is just so important and something like I could definitely work on as well yeah um my flop of the week is I had to present um for my smaller team in our broader team meeting and it was one of those things where the day just like got so ahead of me that I did not have time to go over it once. Like obviously I didn't have a script or anything, but I did do this whole presentation on a project that I'm managing and running. And it kind of came down to like, eh, F it. Like I was a good presenter in college. I'm not worried about this, whatever. And honestly, like it just didn't go well. Like it was one of those things where I left and it was like, I think I just spoke for 30 minutes about nothing. Like I think I was just going in circles and I can definitely go in circles as you probably noticed, but I can, I was like this, it was one of those things where it's, I should have planned it and I didn't. And I kind of thought I was really good at that whole public speaking thing because I was in college, but it's been a minute since I've done it. And yeah, my ego just got to me a little bit there. And it was kind of a wake up call of like, okay, you have a busy day, but you could have spent 30 minutes before and like practice and not gone to, you know, Tate or whatever. So that was definitely my flop of the week. But so far, my manager hasn't said anything about it. And I don't think anyone was thinking about it as much as I was. So yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely true. And you were probably holding yourself to such a high standard too from like, because again, when you're in college, like, it's so much easier to just get into the routine of things and be like, Oh, I know how to do all of this and just pull something out last minute. But like, when you're working a job post grad, I feel like it's a lot harder to do that because you're not fully understanding your audience and like stuff like that but no I'm sure you did well like I feel like you're good at that but yeah all right well that is all we have for our first episode this was yeah. so fun I'm like do we even need to talk later like I think yeah. <laughs> I think we just fully caught up <laughs> I think we just fully have a conversation for the week I know a conversation and therapy all in one right <laughs> that's the goal of this um but yeah that was so fun we hope you guys enjoyed this episode caroline do you want to kind of say like when we're thinking of recording or having these go out what they can expect from us 
Yeah. Yeah. So these episodes will be posted every Tuesday and they will be on anywhere that you can get your podcast. So Spotify, Apple Music, all of those different platforms or sorry, Apple podcasts. Um, I'm a Spotify girly through and through, but whatever kind of you listen to your podcasts on. And yeah, some of our future episodes will definitely be diving more into how we balance our jobs with our personal life. Um, and just a lot of different topics that we kind of glazed the surface on today. And we're super excited to get into it and just get more of these out for you guys. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Totally Unsure in Our 20s. And we can't wait to record our next. Yay. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.